Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it! Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Slips in a Gully. I am here, as always, with Captain Gary. Hey mate, how are you? I'm pretty good, and I'm also here with Glenn. Hello, hello. Um, so, we're all pretty chuffed at the moment because we're coming off our own local cricket where we all had a win. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yep. That was great. Uh, it's the first time in quite a while, Glenn, that we've had a win. Yes. Yeah, first time uh, in this grade, at least, in two years. Yeah, it doesn't Just make quietly. it sound very impressive. I, I thought no. it They're was competitive. We've been close. I, I yeah. thought it was rather impressive, actually, because um, it was against my second grade club, mm. which I thought was hilarious. I'm pretty <laughs> impressed because I, I, I know, I'm just going to say it now, I know that the opening bowlers did a lot of the heavy lifting up front, getting rid of the top order, but I'm going to bask in a little bit of personal glory. I bowled at the death and got the three wickets. Yeah, but that I, won the game. But I told you to do that. And you, you so you told me to captain. So in essence, Glenn, you single handedly won the game. <laughs> exactly. It's like Mr. Burns telling um, Daryl Strawberry to hit home runs. You there? Yeah. Hit a home run. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it was. Pretty, I told him to do that. Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty good. I, 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 I loved it actually. I um. I went and I went and hung out with the bartenders, our local cricket heroes, from the last episode a lot yeah. after that game. Yeah, yeah. I, I went back to our pub and I saw our second grade side, and they were they were sort of not happy. They were upset, and it wasn't until you actually rang me and said, "Oh, we had a win," and I'm like, "Oh, that's fantastic." Put and, two and two are together. And it wasn't until later that night, and after quite a few beers, I'm like, oh, "I wonder who he beat." And I went and had a look, and I'm like, "Ah, ha, ha, ha. Right. Uh, which was great. I did yeah. get a lot of... Um, and, and and not so much, most of your team now, your second grade side now isn't too bad, but your second grade side has had the reputation in Bathurst cricket for quite a while for being just absolutely pleasant individuals to play cricket against. Yeah, the sarcasm is dripping out of my mouth. Yeah, I, I'm... <laughs> so yeah. It, was, it was good to get a win against them. Yeah, I, I've heard that. 
To be I, fair, the, the the latest iteration is not as bad. No, they're, they're a good bunch of guys, yeah. but it just they, they've still just, got that just backpedal, yeah. just backpedal a little bit. No, <laughs> we're good. we've got a couple of mates that are in that side. They're they're yeah. not too bad, but yeah. the stigma of that side is still there. So it felt felt good to go. Yeah, we we beat Redbacks twos. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> Anyways, enough about us. Let's move on to the cricket you guys actually want to hear about, and that is, of course, the upcoming. Test series between India and Australia. We've got news about that coming up. Virat Kohli dropping an absolute bombshell on the series, which we will get to. Uh, we've had two rounds of Shield action since our last episode, so we'll go through some of the high points of that and see who's moved into uh, into contention for the Australian Test side and uh, the One Day International side. Um, and then we've also got a bit of a story about Elise Perry. There's been a very interesting um, take on Elise Perry's career, which we're going to discuss a little bit later on. All that is coming up right after this. Sheffield Shield rounds coming up, so we've got lots of players that have uh, pushed their claims for national selection into either the national side or the national bubble. But before I touch on that, obviously the opponents for this summer are India, the uh, number one ranked side in the world, and you know this is the other than the Ashes, the the big ticket series that Australia looks forward to every year, and we have had a massive bombshell dropped on this series. Um, Virat Kohli is departing after the first test. Oh, well, mm-hmm. somebody should take up the mantle of being the, what's the team's biggest tool, hopefully. Um, um, but you can't really knock Kohli. He's one of the best batsmen in the world at the moment. and but yeah, It'll be a big loss for India. This is going to be an absolutely staggering loss for India because Virat Kohli bats very, very well in Australia. He has a better average against Australia in Australia than against Australia in India. That's so how well he gets up for, for Australian conditions. So do we know why he's he's departing? His uh, wife is having a child. He oh. wants to be there for the birth of the child and he can't then leave and come back and all of the oh, quarantine yeah. restrictions. It would mean that he would be... He'd miss a bunch of the tour anyway, so it just doesn't make sense for him to come back. Any of you guys kind of um, noticed that it kind of mirrors that series where Ricky Ponting did the same thing, but they Australia were going to India, and he played the first test and then had to leave. Mm. And we actually that was the last time we've won a series in India. Oh, so you're taking you're going to go yeah that guy. Well, I'm but, I'm going to say that well. well the, the exception is they already in, have in, the series. Instead of having Virat Kohli and losing 4-0, they're now going to not have Virat Kohli and lose 4-0. Well, that'd be nice. <laughs> well, so I, I never really had much time for Kohli until the whole Steve Smith thing when he came Yeah, I think that's the one token part yeah, of Kohli's well, yeah. game that yep. Australians like, oh, but he did tell the Poms to stop booing him. So yeah, Well, well I, I'm not quite as harsh on Kohli as I used to be, but <laughs> it'll be... It's a it's a big loss for India. Um, though I, I I hope there's somebody in the Indian side that can pick up the man. Ajinkay well, Rahane is the guy that there is going to be taking over the captaincy, and who has a very good um, overseas record as well. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on his shoulders. But this is an Indian side that's already missing. I think Rohit Sharma and Ashant Sharma. Um, so there's already some big outs for that side as it is. So it's going to be a pretty big loss. Um, I do stand by what I said though. I I think this Australian side is much better equipped to take on India than the last tour that time they came out here. Um, we had no Warner, no Steve Smith. We still were carrying guys like Kawaja and um, 
Sean Marsh, who were horribly out of form. We had Aaron Finch, who every man and their dog could tell you could not open the batting in test cricket. The guy gets knocked over when the white ball swings for two overs, let alone a red ball that swings for 30 overs. 30 yeah. overs. Like, um, don't have any of those problems. The weakest link that we've got at the moment in our side would be who opens with Dave Warner. Yeah. And Joe Burns actually has a relatively respectable opening record. I mean, he's not in the runs at the moment, which we'll get onto later. But we've got Warner back. We've got Smith back. And middle order looks a lot more settled than the last time with Labashane at three. And then you've got guys like Travis Head, who scored a mountain of runs for so far for a really struggling South Australian side. And Matthew Wade, who again is in the runs and taken on a quite a handy New South Wales attack and looked pretty did, good today. Did you see that video of Matty Wade batting with a stump? I didn't. I missed that. That was one. crazy. He just, he just like in the middle of a, a net session, he just grabbed a stump and started hit, and he was like, "Oh yeah, this is going over mid off for four and charged and hit it, hit it <laughs> smashed it with a stump." I don't, I don't know how he does it. Yeah, well, when we struggle to hit it with a bat, that's you know yeah. four <sighs> times wider. It's really struggle hit with a tennis racket at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think, uh, I think even with Coley, they were pushing, they were pushing uphill to. Win the series, um, you know, maybe they rise to the challenge a la Australia versus India when Ponting went home and, um, you know, Gilchrist took over the captaincy and then we won our last uh, series over in India. I really hope that's not yeah. the case, Glenn. Yeah. So you better be touching wood. Yeah, I, I, well, I, the, the whole table's wood. So. <laughs> I, I do think, though, like when, when you do get Coley out, you feel the weight off your shoulders. So with him gone, I think... I think that's already gone. Pujara is going to be the massive linchpin to that to that side. He's the guy that batted us into the dirt in the last tour. Yeah, we knock over him. I think we can go through a lot of their middle order really quickly. I think there's a lot of guys that like to bat like Coley, that dashing, aggressive, take it to the opposition team style. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have a platform already set by a guy like Pujara, then that's a that's a really risky way to play. So it. Who, do, who do you think will step in in the second test? I um, have I have no idea. I suppose they've got those two young openers, Shaw and Agarwal, who I think will be starters. I don't think they'll start with um, Rahul. Well, then maybe Rahul will come in for him. Then depending on where, yeah, I Rahul's had a very strong IPL, so he's in form. Yeah, the IPL does not mean much to me. <laughs> You're batting twenty overs on on a road. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll be all very interesting to see how that plays out when we um, when we get to Melbourne. That'll be Boxing Day. Yeah. He'll leave after Adelaide, and then yeah. there'll be a brand new debut captain. Well, not a debut captain, but you know, new captain for India taking over as of Boxing Day. So, um, good luck to Ajinkay Rahana. You're going to have your Australian captaincy, well, your debut in Australia as a captain. Um, I, one I of still, the biggest. I, I still think it'll be tough, though. Oh, it'll be huge, a fight. Any, anyone given an opportunity for India is going to play with everything they have. They're not going to half do it. Yeah, and they're um, also. I think they'd be used to the pressure. You know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose <laughs> they're used so, yeah. to carrying the hopes of a billion people. Yeah, it's um, not. It's not many people when you think about it. No, in the long run. Yeah. and 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 like places like Melbourne, especially. They get m- such a massive Indian following down there. Yeah, exactly. It's almost a home game. Almost, for it really is. It's like 50 50 at, at best, sometimes. And they, they make so much noise. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's what cricket's all about, you know? That's right. But um, yeah, look, going forward from here, I think, I think, um, I think it'll, it'll be a tough series to win either way. Mm. 
Well, moving on to the Australian side of things, more specifically the Sheffield Shield. So we've had a couple of rounds have got taken part since our last episode, and we've had some massive, massive movers and shakers. So the Victorians have played two, their two games, um, and two players have come storming international contention after those two games. Um, specifically, Will Pekofsky, who has rattled oh. off two double hundreds in oh. a row. Have you watched Opening the batting. Have yeah. you watched yeah. it? Yeah, he's been... Oh, thank you, KO. Thank you so much for whoever come up with the idea. Oh, let's put the Shield season. Maybe they've been listening to this podcast, Glenn, because we're being a oh, I'm pretty sure, ages. like, if, you know, if Orange gets a Sheffield Shield game, definitely they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> they're just low-key listening. Yeah, I think... I think oh, oh, it's unbelievable. But thank you so much, whoever it is. <laughs> But, yeah, phenomenal. He's come out to open the batting this year for, for Victoria after predominantly batting three or four. Um, and, yeah, and started his career with, with two double hundreds. One of them, 255 not out in his first game, um, which is also a game that Marcus Harris sort of thrusted himself back into the national spotlight with a, a double hundred of his own. And all this is coming about because Joe Burns is averaging 11. Yeah. 11 for the Shield season so far. That's more runs than I've scored this year. So, um... <sighs> On that, specifically on that, Justin Langer has come out and said that he doesn't think it's likely there will be any changes to the Australian starting eleven. That he's going to back the guys in there. What do we all think of that? I think it's rough. It's it's that's a tough trot, honestly. Really no, is. I think that's insane. <laughs> like you have to pick Pekovsky. You you can't you, not. You have to pick him. Like they, I mean, go back what twelve twenty four months. The exact same thing happened to to Matt Renshaw. Have I got the right Renshaw yep. here? Matt Renshaw. Matt Renshaw. Yeah, because sometimes I call him Mark. You and actually that's a different person. You uh, you beat <laughs> me to it. I was going to make this exact. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, keep going. Right. Yeah. So, um, he was the incumbent. Didn't have a good start to the Shield season, and was dropped for Bancroft, who has had who again had a hundred and a double hundred, I think, in his opening few games. Yeah, and got him in there. Like, I'm all for Langer having the, the loyalty and Burns is the guy done it, it has, has done it. He's been there. He's already in the side. It's been a really weird off-season. You're playing in a bubble and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. at the end of the day, you, you've got to make he, – he's not in any other position than any other player's not in, and he's not making the runs. And it's just – it actually – it it it's insulting to the props of the actual idea of Sheffield Shield cricket. If yeah. you've got a guy that – is struggling as much as Joe Burns is. And we, we're we a big fan of Joe Burns. We have called for Joe Burns to be picked on this podcast so many times because he's been in the runs and deserved a crack. And now you've got a guy, he just he's struggling so bad for runs. And then you've got a couple of guys. Sam Whiteman scored 200s. Pekofsky scored two double hundreds. Yeah. Bancroft's even got a hundred, and a, and Har- a couple of other good big scores. Harris as well. Harris has picked up a double. It's insulting to the idea of Sheffield Shield that if you, what do you want guys to go to Shield and do to make the national side? Take wickets, make runs. These yeah, guys are doing. These guys are doing that, and then you've got a guy who's in the team. And let's not pretend this is like Smith or Warner or Cummins or Stark or Labuschagne that have, like, you'll put up with some poor Shield performances because we know what they can do at an international level. Joe Burns has not nailed his spot down in the side. He's had an inconsistent start. He scored 100 at Monica against Sri Lanka. He got a 90-odd against uh, Pakistan. But there's been scores, been patchy in between, you know. Um, 
It's not like a guy who's come in and said, this is it, I'm your long-term opener for a while. He hasn't nailed that spot down. I don't think he's done enough at international level that he earns a reprieve where yeah, you can go... I, I, I can't really see the counter-argument. I think possi- other than po- just, possibly if Scotty was here, he loves Joe Burns. Other than just so loyalty he, to the <laughs> squad. but uh, Yeah. Like, well, oh. he's, uh, Joe Burns is the wrong side of 30, right? Um, Will Plakowski is... Going on twenty two, mm. he's a long term prospect, and he's got a phenomenal amount of runs under his belt. And, and he, he, you know, he, if his mental health issues have all subsided, then yeah, that's like, the only thing. That's the only thing that I can possibly. He's think. he's saying, well, he's come out and saying that you know he believes he's on the other side of it now, and that he's fi- never felt better in terms physically and mentally. Yeah, well, I, I saw think that I think the thing with that is though that how many players in the past have had mental health issues that you really couldn't talk about. Nobody used to talk about it. It, it was a, a, a stigma, I suppose. Men didn't talk about stuff like that. I know, and guys like Will Bukowski and then Moses mm. Enriques last yep. year came yep. out. Well, and I, I remember hearing that um, Brad Haddon used to throw up every time he was about to go out to bat. Yeah. I mean, that's probably not mental health. That's just extreme nerves. But Well, um, it, it would it would be a, to a certain extent. But the fact yeah. that we're talking about it now, it, it's a good thing. Um, mm. it, Pascal... Will, Will, yeah, Will's been in and out of the squad <laughs> for a little while. Yeah, um, I know he, he he had a baggy green. He had it in his hand, and yep. then and then had to take time out of the game, but, but just before the first test. So at least he knows when it's time for him. I if, reckon he knows it's time for him to go and open the batting for Australia. If if you're having trouble saying Pekovsky, yeah, um, I've got a nickname for him. Oh. Just Aaron knows what it is because uh, I don't. I, we uh, we were watching the game the other day, and he's uh, he's obviously growing a mo for Movember. Yeah, and you know he's got he's got the curly ginger sort of blondish locks, and this mo, and I just sort of was like, he looks like Lord Flashheart from Blackadder. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, yeah, I can see that Rick yeah. Mayo, you know yeah. the one where he yeah. comes out and he yeah <laughs> he takes off with uh, Blackadder's bride, yeah. <laughs> So to me, he's Lord Flashheart. Lord Flashheart. Uh, that's that's his nickname. So get it around. Get him a baggy green. Yeah. If um, the, if the Aussie cricketers are listening, which they they do, I know they do. Um, yeah, that's now his nickname. You can't you can't not pick him. I just nah. can't see him them, like, like. Oh, I think he'll one hundred percent be in the squad for sure. He'll be yeah. in the bubble. I think he I think he has to start. He absolutely has to start. Like I, I'm sorry, Joe, but like. Unless you come up with, I don't even know if they've got any more games ahead of them, to be honest. I think that was it before the break. But if they've got any more, he needs, like, needs 100. And it needs to be a big 100 for him to have, like, any chance to hang on. Even that probably shouldn't be enough. But uh, I'm, I mean, we're not calling for his head. We're just saying that, <laughs> you, you, like, someone's better. You know, you just, like, you just like take- Joe Burns was the, was the best of a bad bunch, as I see it. Yeah, he was the best, but now we don't have a bad bunch. We think, have a good bunch. Yeah, we've got, I, we got Whiteman, we got Pukowski. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just think you always pick your best team. Yeah, yeah. And there's no doubt at the moment, off the back of two double hundreds and just looking absolutely flawless, that Pukowski's got to be. This is the time that you give the guy a start. Yep. This is like what better time to give him a start, honestly. 
Um, some other moves and shakers. Uh, so Queensland played out a very entertaining game, well, two very entertaining games in a row, but we'll start with the first one. That was against New South Wales, where New South Wales just dragged out the win, one by one wicket. But um, Swepson is having a monster season as well. Yeah. He took a, he got 10 for in that game and nearly bowled um, Queensland to a win in that. It was Really, really well done. Um, yeah, five wickets in both innings. Apparently, his his start to the season has been better than any start, think including Warren and McGill. I think he's averaging nineteen or something per wicket. Yeah. Um, and then today, actually, just before the start of the podcast, this wrapped up. It looked like for all money that uh, South Australia was going to hang on to this. Uh, Queensland, all the Queensland. Middle order, packed on the runs. Kawaja scored 100. Renshaw got 168, not out. Wow. Uh, Jimmy Pearson scored almost a run of ball, 100. Set up a huge total. Um, Give Jimmy Pearson a run. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then they knocked over um, South Australia really, really, really cheap. 154. Swepson got another five. That was three fifers in a row um, for him. Um, Made them follow on. Oh, sorry, no, they didn't follow on. They came back out and had a bit of a slog, got to about 100 and um, declared again. And um, then they put up a bit of a fight. Ferguson, his last ever game of first-class cricket. Yeah, he's retired, isn't he? LBW won 97, batting to save the game on the last day. Um, What a cruel game. (laughs) Nielsen scored 100 in the middle order. They really put on a massive partnership to make it look like that they were going to save the game. Uh, Chad Sayers had a, a 122 ball 46, and it looked like they nearly got him home. And then Swepson, who had been tire, just toiling all day, 52 overs he bowled wow. in the in the fourth innings, three for 127, and he picked them all up in the dying like the dying minutes of the game. Wow! Um, to to win at the game, so I ended up with eight for the game. And when he really needed to, we got out there and um, and knocked him over. So, like, he's a guy that finally looks like it's putting it all together. Um, I don't think he's going to get a run in the test side unless Sydney's looking like an absolute dust bowl. But I do think that, uh, yeah, he's definitely one that's going to be – he's the heir apparent once, once the GOAT decides that that's enough. Or if we're going to go to the subcontinent where we need to run with two spinners, I think Swepson's locked himself in as – as that guy. Yeah. I just hope he doesn't turn out to be the, the, the new Stuart McGill. The guy that just misses out on his Chance whole career because he's just playing. Career, yeah. I think he's, he's a bit younger. He's a bit younger than McGill was. It doesn't line up quite yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as well as McGill and Warns. The big loser out of this um, is Adam Zampa. And I know Adam Zampa, because he's in interviews and said it, made a move from South Australia to New South Wales to put himself in a position to be that Next spinner, the second spinner, the you know the next test spinner for Australia. But Zampa's gone and played IPL, which is more than entitled to. And while he's gone away and done that, Swepson's just come and has, has really swept made that. Him. <laughs> swept him? <laughs> it away. Um, yeah, he's just made that argument, uh, just a, a moot point. That's he, yeah, doesn't matter what he does now. Swepson's going to be that guy um, for quite a while, so... Mm. Yeah, you know, obviously he had the chance to go over and make a hell of a lot of money and play in a in a fantastic cricket tournament, but it's probably cost him maybe yeah. two years of test aspirations. You'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. He'd have to so. probably toil, and because he's not, he's going to get less time than he'd normally get because he's 
the first pick to be our one-day spinner. So his test appearances or his first-class appearances are already yeah. – don't have that much well, of a it foundation. Sounds, sounds to me like he needs to make a choice, Yeah, unfortunately. Um, um, and maybe it's, it's, it's going to be hard because he's he's got a career, a surefire career in the short form. Yeah, and he would have commanded oh, – I'm not going to go look a, up how much he made, but he would have commanded a fair bit in the IPL auctions as a, yeah. a, a fairly reputable – Short form spinner, it's and it's fairly, hard to say no to that yeah, kind of money. Exactly. If um, yeah, if, if his ultimate goal was to play Test cricket for Australia, he's he's got to be thinking that he has missed the boat well, at yeah. least for a while. He's got to go Maybe and catch. He's got to go and catch a plane to get on that cruise ship at the next port, sort of yeah, thing. So he's got to I come back so. and consistently start taking wickets for New South Wales and hope that swept nips the wall and catches him up. But he has lost a lot of ground to get to that number two test spinner for Australia. So yep. um, I do think he's already got his foot in the door with the one day sign. Though. Oh, he's going to be the one day spinner. That's not a question. He's a fantastic one day, but I do know he was saying that his ultimate goal moving back to New South Wales was to push for yep. national selection and a test debut. And yeah, I just, well, I don't see that. Um, I don't see that coming to fruition now with the way that swept and bowled the first half of this thing. I think he's firmly got his foot in the door um, and it's now, the number two spinner is swept and to lose. So yeah. um, Zampa's going to have to be very, very special when he finally comes back and starts playing um, first-class cricket for, for New South Wales. Um, it's not really relevant. Well, hopefully not relevant to the test side, as much as I hate to say. But Sean Marsh, now that Sean Marsh seems to be past his national window, how good is it to watch him? Just in his element, he's, just he's, like half a class ahead of most players at very shield elegant. level. Very elegant. Like, I don't think he's quite classy enough to be an international player, but you can tell he's better than most of the guys he's playing against at that level. And he's just, he is. He's, now that I'm not sitting there going, he, he's, if you just pick him for, for Australia, he's going to suck again. Now that I know that that's not going to be a thing, he can sit there and appreciate what he's doing. And he is a, a, a special batsman. And he's, what, well into his 30s and still making runs for fun for WA. So he's had a great start to this Shield season. Yeah, he was one of those guys you like to sit down and watch play cricket. Honestly. Lovely cover drive. Oh, <laughs> so pretty. That <laughs> when he picked up... Uh, that, that was what got him in the side for about five years. Yeah. Well, he picked up another hundred um, in this game. Uh, Cam Green picked up another 50. Uh, and Josh Inglis is... Um, Oh, I don't know. I reckon he's making he's, the, well. he's making the moves on um, Alex Carey to be uh, one of those wicket keepers that's looked at for national honours. He scored a, a runner ball, a better than runner ball hundred to um, at least set the game up that there might be a result for. Yeah. Um, Is for, he a dual citizen? I feel like he might be half English. I, I, I don't think know. I heard that. Anyway, yeah, but uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's had a couple of really good, really good knocks so far, and um, he's got the big bash coming up, and he's typically seen as a short form, a short form batsman. So it's coming into his element now. So he looks like he's started to piece things together. He's playing well yeah. in the four day game. He's, you know, the the short form game is where he comes into his own. So he goes. He's in, from, he's in my early super coach side. Yeah, he's he's in mine too. <laughs> I like the look of that. Um, but no, let's let's look at good. Um, Kawaja finally picked up another 100 like we said um, New South Wales how about this game 
New South Wales were rolled for 64. Ouch. That's, Stings a little bit. That, that, that. See, I... They won the game. Yeah, I, I know. I've been watching mm. a lot of the Shield cricket. i got a thing buzz up on my phone. New South Wales just got bowled out for 64. And I'm like, oh, oh that can't be right. Oh, it must be a minefield. But what happened in the next inning and the next inning blew my mind. Yeah, so Tasmania puts on 239 and then New South Wales goes out and scores 522. And before you go any further than that, the dummy spit of the week, Aaron. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about Starkey after he got declared on. Look, I'm in a different boat to this one. Um, I don't think Stark did a lot wrong. I know there's probably going to be like... People out there going, oh, he should just be in it for his team. Why is he getting so upset? Can't throw the bat. Like, he's never scored a first-class 100 before. He's scoring a pretty good nick. There's lots of time left in the game. He's 14 runs short of his 100, and he gets declared on. Anyone, anyone listening to this podcast who hadn't scored a 100 before and their captain declares on them 14 runs from their first-ever 100, they would be upset. Now, I know if you go and talk to Starkey after he's settled down, simmered down a little bit, he'll know that it's for the good of the team and all this. Like, he's a team player. He's not sitting there sulking that he doesn't. But no one walks off the field that close to scoring their first ever ton, and it was taken away from them, not because they got out, because the captain wouldn't give them 10 more minutes to get it. No one isn't going to be up. Like, everyone's going to have a... They're going to be pissed. No one's coming off smiling. No one's going, oh, if it's good for the teammate, in their head they'll be like, yep, yep, yep. But they're all cranky. They're all pissed. Yeah, but his batting partner had just scored his 100. Yeah, so they waited for Sean Abbott to to score, and then they declared, and he was only... You know, he's only 14 runs away. Like, Give the guy five minutes. He would have got it. Never, give him however, it paid out. The New South Wales two, two, wickets two for 26. Two for 26 for the close and really at that point had gotten... It was all uphill from there. I, I, I think that Neville made the correct decision in terms of winning the game. But, yeah, but he pissed Stark I don't off. think Stark... Did, did Stark any, at least get one of the wickets? Uh, Stark... <laughs> oh, not that he, Copeland got the ones over uh, on okay. day three. Yeah. Stark ended up with three for 52. Okay. Well, that's good. I'll tell you what, Trent Copeland is going well this year, isn't he? Yeah, he's not he's doing too bad. He's killing it, the, the Bathurst fella. It's a pity he's he's just he's too old. Um, <laughs> this is actually quite a relevant game. He's still so, younger than me. Uh, Jackson Bird picked up, I think it was four for 10. Four for 14 off 10 in the first innings to maybe put his nose into contention about making that... Um, that extended bubble. I think Nisa and Pattinson are going to be our reserve quicks. Oh, we've just got ahead such of an embarrassment of riches so right de- now. It depends on how many quicks we're going with. I think Sean Abbott is a guy as well who's had a really strong start to the season and a little bit handy with the bat. He could be a guy that might be depending on how many quicks they're planning on taking. Give Copes a run. Yeah, Copes. He wouldn't let you down. No, you know he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of your personal favourites, Glenn, in this game, he rattled off a hundred. Jordan Silk. Oh yeah. Oh, I silky, forgot about that guy. <laughs> silky smooth. He's he's usually okay. He's a terrible twenty twenty player, but he's a he's a great. He's team. a good fielder though. Yeah, like he, he should be a specialist field. Just bat at nine and field. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my personal faves, Moses Onreeks, got another hundred. So that's two for the year so far for Moses. And um, 
Yeah, I think he's thereabouts as well for national selection. I don't think he'll get into the bubble, but yeah. at least I think his name's certainly going to come up, especially if he, they're no, looking at an all-rounder. You'd have to part the Red Sea to uh, get a selection, I think. Did you guys... Zinger. The 100 that Head scored last last week? The one against Victoria? And it was a Victoria, Tasmania. That no, was the second inning against Victoria, I think, is the one you were talking about. Oh, okay. 150. Yeah. Who was bowling in that game? The Victorians. John Ellis? Oh, that f- oh okay, a couple yeah. of weeks ago yeah, against... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I can look that one up. What about yeah, it? Anyway, the, I just I, I remember messaging, message, messaging you at the time, saying, why isn't this guy in the Australian, at least squad? I know he's really young. Just He got dropped for the next game, actually. Are you kidding? Like, Travis Head scored, what, 160, I think. Yeah, something ridiculous. And he was cutting him in half, and he just made made Head look like a Muppet. Yeah, I haven't... He he didn't take many wickets, but I tell you what... I'm a big fan of Ellis, too. He's got it. It's coming, man. I don't think he's quite there for national honours, but he's certainly off to a flying start. I mean, this is his first full season of Shield. Just, just watch he this. Played space. a few few games last year, and that was off the back of coming out of nowhere for the yep. the T twenties. Yep. Um, and that was only because Riley Meredith ended up getting injured. So, um, yeah, he's he's going from strength to strength. Watch this space is what he's we're going to be. With he's there. going to be a good player. Yep. Definitely one to watch. Um. Yeah. So. All right, so do we? Uh, who are we? Anyone that's really taken your fancy? Well, obviously, we think Pukowski Well, yeah, is going to make the the squad in some way. Anyone else from the uh, Shield format that stood out that uh, you think might be making the squad? No, not really. There's a few players, but I think they will be picked anyway. So, so um, we well, know I can't, that I can't think of anyone who's left field. Patterson and Nisa are obviously going to be there. I think Pukowski will be. If we go by what Langer says, um, Burns will open the batting, Kofsky will come off the bench. Um, so he'll be one of those reserve players along with Pattinson and Nisa. Swepson obviously will be there. Cameron Green, I'm pretty sure, will be there. Um, so it's that five. There's probably two extra players that we're going to take. I imagine it's a squad of 17. I'll probably so, be Western Australian guys. So, well, so six reserves. So probably one more. So who do you think is going to be our reserve keeper in tests? Uh, well, depends on how they see it. Are they, they might go a, reserve, a specialist reserve keeper, or they could just go Sam Wade is going to be the reserve keeper and go the extra bowler or the extra batsman. Yeah. No, I, I think they'll probably want to have a, a keeper in the bubble. So. I'd imagine it would be Carey then. Yeah. It would be the – as he's going to already be in the one-day setup. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't personally think they'll take a reserve keeper. With, with Wade in the lineup, I think they'll go an extra bowler. Yeah, I think so. Because too. if we get an injury to the bowlers, um, yeah. it hurts us a lot more than you know. Because if we don't, we don't have um, you know Tim Payne. He probably plays the whole thing. If we lose Payne, we've still got Wade, but we'd hate to be end up being some bowlers short, especially hot summer, quick turnaround. Yeah. So I think they'll probably go an extra quick. They'll go with um, Green and Pukowski as your reserve batsman. Um, and then you'll go three quick. So I imagine Nisa, Pattinson, and I think either Bird or Abbott 
We'll probably be your last uh, quick. I reckon they'll probably pick Jackson Bird over Abbott. No, Abbott's in great he, form. Abbott's younger and also offers a bit with the bat as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, Swepson. I guess it comes down to how many they're going to pick. I think it's going to be 17. I wouldn't mind him trying to, sneak, uh, to squeeze Agar in there, Ashton Agar, just as potentially being a spin bowling all-rounder instead of carrying the two specialist spinners for Sydney. But um, just to keep... Bit of flexibility, but we can only pick so many people. So yeah, yeah. All right. So I think that's it. That's it's been a really entertaining start to the uh, to the Shield season so far, and yeah. I think it's thrown up a lot of questions it's and had a, a much lot higher profile this year. I think. Thank Shield. God. Yeah. Um, and I know that it. I know that there's it, it's obviously there's a bit to say about the fact that we're playing on probably not quite first class standard pitches, and a lot of them are too flat. But at the end of the day, you can only score runs on the pitches you're playing on. And it's not like everyone scoring runs. It's usually the same group of people. Marshes in the runs, Greens in the runs, Bukowski's in the runs, Enrique's in the runs. Like they're all sort of those guys that consistently scoring runs. It's yeah. not sort of yeah. you get a hundred and you get a hundred and you get a hundred and you get a hundred. When you think about it, New South Wales got bowled out sixty four, and they're not Muppets. Like no. So yeah. obviously did a lot with the the new ball there because yeah. I was watching the last couple of days and there wasn't a great deal happening no. to be honest. So really flattened. They it. had a bit of life early on and uh, yeah, Tasmania made them pay and then just couldn't quite get the job done. Champion team bounce back. You know, they're not the defending champs for no reason. So no, it's been fantastic and there've been some really nail biting results. I mean, um, the the New South Wales Queensland game, the the Queensland South Australia game today, that nearly just petered out into a draw and took some a champion effort from Swepson to get the job done off the back of some really, really good batting from the, the middle order of of South Australia to try and hang on. So um yeah, I'm great that I'm happy that there's been such great cricket on. And I'm happy that we've been able to watch it. So more of that, please. More of that. So an interesting article has taken the rounds over the last little week or so, and, and it was a, an excerpt from a book. And in that book, they postulated that Elise Perry is the greatest cricketer Australia has produced in the last 50 years. Um, now, I know that's going to come with a lot of you know, old style thinking about it's, she's just playing in the women's competition and they don't play a lot of tests and you know, the sample size is so small and outside of England, you know, for most of her career, who's actually been any good at cricket. But let me tell you some of this. So as a batsman, she averages 78 in test cricket, 52 in ODIs and 29 in T20s. And as a bowler, she averages 18 in tests, 24 in ODIs and 18 or 19 if we round up in T20 internationals. Those are staggering, staggering statistics. Yeah, I'm not really that surprised, to be honest. <laughs> I've, I've, lit, I've been saying she's the best cricketer in Australia for quite some time. Yeah, Nobody really listens to me because I'm an idiot for that. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I've, like... Now I, you've got a platform. I do. I really have a platform. <laughs> but if, like, if... If she could play men's cricket, I'd pick her. I would have picked her ahead of Mitch Marsh. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. And oh, oh, yeah, I, I um, she's better looking than Mitch Marsh. Yeah, well, if you like that sort of thing, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's a, she's just one of those bloody people that are really good at everything. 
Because she also played soccer for Australia. Yeah, she's an well. international soccer player for Australia or football, depending on what you want no, to call it's it. Soccer. Oh, no, soccer. We're in Australia. I oh, know. The only other person that I know that did that were the the wars. They played soccer for Australia. Yeah, under 19s, both of them. Oh, but all right. That does that count? We get, yeah, all right. We'll yes, count it. We'll that count it. counts. Well, um, yeah, but with 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 Perry, we're talking about she rep- open women, open yeah, women's yep, in yep, the Olympics. Yep, yep. Yeah, Olympics or World Cup? I think it was World Cup. Yeah, I think uh, she's yeah. She's uh, there's been a couple of times she's had to choose between the two. Yeah, and she how terrible up. is she at stuff? Like honestly. Well, the thing about oh. Perry as well, it's not just empty statistics. It, that she shows up for really big game moments. Like she's a genuine match winner. She'll bowl at the death. She comes up with big knocks with the bat. She, you know, she's probably not as explosive as some other players, but she can certainly find the boundary when she needs to to go quickly, or she can be knuckled down. She's got a test double hundred to her name. Um, hmm. I, I think on on the the back of pure statistics, I know that there's a lot of naysayers around that, but she can only play against the people that she's playing against. And if you extrapolate what she's done, and then you compare it to men's cricket, there is no one whose name isn't Bradman that has dominated men's cricket the way that Perry has dominated women's cricket. And that's all that she can do. Like, she can't do any more than what she's doing. She's playing in every game that she's available to play, and she's playing against the best opposition that can be put in front of her, and she's casting them aside like they're nothing. What else can you do? Like, you you can't literally do anything else. Yep. I mean, maybe campaign to play some more tests. I think that is... Like, as you say, I'm, I'm going to make the, the slight... Uh, You're going to be the devil's advocate yeah, for this one. Yeah, I'm going to be the one that people write into. Um, they, don't, they don't play many tests um, in women's cricket. And as far um, as I'm aware, only England yeah, play they, tests. They only play tests against England, and that only happens... Does it, happen, does it happen? It doesn't even happen every year. I think it's every eighteen months when the yeah, ash, so, ashes roll. So out. as you said, she she scored a double hundred. I think it was a double hundred, not out. Yep. Um, in North Sydney as well, which is reputed as a, a bit of a road. So the the double hundred not out is really going to help your stats when that is, you know, one of the few innings you're going to play in Test cricket. Yeah. So I think. Those just, just have, having an average of seventy eight in tests is a little bit. It's got an asterisk next to it for me. Just, just so, so she's played eight tests. Yeah, scored six hundred and twenty four runs, two hundreds, two fifties, average yeah. of seventy eight. Um, she's got a much bigger sample size for a short form games though. She's played a, over a hundred um, ODIs and T twenties. Yeah, three thousand ODI runs, uh, twelve hundred T20 runs. She's got two international one-day hundreds, 2750s, um, high score of 112 not out, um, along with 150 one-day wickets and 114 T20 wickets. Yeah. So I think you can you can definitely extrapolate a lot more from the, the one-day statistics than the tests. All right. Um, so looking at that, so you've got a bit more... S- more sample size for her short form game. Yeah. Would you would you be happy to call her Australia's best short form cricketer in the last? 50 well, let's years? let's look at the dominance. So that's what what were the what was the average in in ODIs? Fifty two. And what, do they do strike rate? Um, I 
can look it up in a different screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I expect I you just, to have this I just, memorized off the top of your head. I just went to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure. Well, the only the only person who I can think of who's dominated the men's game in ODIs like that is possibly Michael Bevan. So she has a strike rate of 77 in yeah. ODIs. That's a good strike rate. And 105 in T20s. And she's not typically used as a top-order batsman for Australia in yeah. the T20s. Oh, you, you, take, you take 29 as an average in, in ODIs, especially if you're, if you're striking it more than a runner ball. And that's not the only facet of your game. Yeah, so not only that, not only that she's so she's got um, a tw- an average of twenty four with the ball. She has three fifers and one fourfer, economy of four point three runs, and taking a strike rate uh, a strike rate of thirty three. Yeah, for one hundred and fifty two wickets in one hundred and eleven one hundred and ten innings. Yeah, that she's had. So yeah. Yeah, so, probably so, the, like statistically, if you're looking at pure numbers, the only person who has comparable numbers to that would be Michael Bevan. But he doesn't. Well, he didn't really bowl. He no. bowled some of the time. He was a change bowler, so, whereas Perry is a strike bowler, an opening bowler, and death bowler for yeah. Australia. I mean, so if would she's not ha- if she's not the best, she's pretty close. And I mean, I think talking about it too much is a little bit redundant because it's it's just very hard to compare. Um, Apples and oranges, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think once you, you just accept the fact that, yes, we are aware that she is a woman playing women's cricket and it's not men's cricket, and we know that Elise Perry, as a woman, probably would not be success as successful playing in men's cricket, but the simple fact is she is a woman, she's entitled to play women's cricket, and all we can ask Elise Perry to do is excel at the sport that she's playing and she's doing that better than any man has excelled at his sport. Well, his any any male cricketer has done. I think she's the most dominant one day player yeah. in the last fifty. Not just Australian, but most dominant one day cricketer. Yeah, from any nation. When you look at those numbers, fifty two with a bat. Yeah, that's Virat Kohli. Yeah, numbers. And then she's under twenty with the ball. Twenty four with the ball. Oh, under twenty five. Yeah. Um. Opening the bowling, bowling at the death, going at 4.3 runs and over. So, pure numbers, she's the most dominant short-form cricketer I think the world has ever seen. Yeah. Um, And all that she can do is play her sport as best as she can, and I think she's doing it better than any man's played his sport as best as they can. So I think it's a, it's a fair assessment. Now, I'm sure that there's someone that's come out and say, well, if she had Mitchell Stark or... Lily or Tomo or Alan Donald or these guys bowling 155 kilometres per hour at her, she wouldn't be any good. You know what? She probably wouldn't be because no one in her sport can bowl that fast. All I know is that if she was bowling to me, she would make me look very foolish. (laughs) I I don't think it's just you, Glenn. No, no, it is. It's quite a a few people that she'd make look ridiculous. I, I would like to see it. I would like to see, you know, let's let's say it's uh it's 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 some of the naysayers, you know. 
Oh, like a Pierce Morgan thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd I be would good. like to see. I'd love that. <laughs> you know, score. Of, oh, women's cricket is. is score nothing. nine runs yeah. off in an Elise Perry over. Exactly. She goes in an economy of four. You got to go out there. You that oh, she could never play men's cricket. Yeah. Go out and try and score ten. Get ten. Get double figures off an over. Should be yeah. a challenge. The Elise yeah. Perry. The edges count. Well, they say four in the scorebook, man. That's all I ever say. <laughs> says score four in the scorebook. Does it, does it count if it hits you in the helmet and bounces over the keeper? I suppose if you still were says four. <laughs> that's only leg boy. That's only leg, leg boy. Ah, well, I played third grade. I'm <laughs> yeah. forgets. Oh, I forgot yeah. that signal. Yeah, exactly. I got I got to run from that. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- I think it's a it's a perfectly fair assessment. Um, like I know if you're going to take it very literally and put stacker up against. Other play like other men's players and put her in that position, then that's not really a fair assessment. But looking at, at the way that she's dominated her sport, she is she's one of a kind. Like it's it's like comparing she's, a, a cricket player with a baseball. She's player. There's no, Garfield there's no Sobers level good all rounder, fifty plus with the bat. Yeah, you know, she's a better bowler than Sobers is in terms of pure numbers. Sobers averaged high thir- well, low thirties, so I mean, she's averaging in Test cricket. She's averaging under twenty. If she was picked in any side, I would never be surprised. She's that good. Mm. And we're going to finish off this episode with another quiz. Um, So for those of you that haven't listened before, we've been trying these Wisdom Cricket quizzes on wisdom.com. Um, basically they give us a certain amount, they give us a topic. Um, the one that we're going to do for today is can we name every test triple century in this century? They will give us the year that the score took place and the team that this person played for. And those are the only clues that we've got. Uh, we've got 14 names to get in three minutes. So we'll start the clock and then we'll see if we can, uh, we can get it. We tried, uh, which one did we try last week? It was every player to debut under in Ponting. test cricket under Ricky Ponting and we missed Clint McKay. Damn you, McKay. Damn you, McKay. <laughs> um, we weren't quite so good with one before that, which was could we name every player to represent Australia in the Ashes since 2010, yeah. we missed four names on that one. That, so that was uh, only you and I, though. Yeah, so we yeah. didn't have we didn't have Gary to help us out. Yep. <laughs> and if uh, those of you who want to know about Gary's cricketing um, trivia prowess, you need to go back and listen to the episode "The no. Trivologist Strikes Back." No, that was Check that bad. one out. You'll see how good Gary is. Pretty Gary's. bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, who won that game? <laughs> Damn it, Glenn. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. Stop the count. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, like I said, can we name every test triple centurion that has scored one this century? So, from the year 2000, uh, there are 14 names. We have three minutes on the clock, and it starts now. So, we've got Chris Gale, obviously. He picked up two. Yeah. Yep. I think Savag also did that. Dave Warner. He's typing. Uh, Pup. Oh, yeah. Pup got oh, yeah. one. I almost Clark. forgot about that massive triple century. Uh, I saw some of that. It was good. Hayden. Yeah. I think it was this century. Yeah. It was yeah. At the it was 2010 something. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. 2012. Ah. After the year 2000, Clark okay. debuted in 2000. We haven't got no, time no, for this, Glenn. I'm talking about Hayden. <laughs> oh, no, that was 2003. Yeah. Uh, Lara, because he beat Hayden's score not long after that. Yeah. Uh, Sangakara. Yeah. 
I have a feeling that Azar Ali. Yes, he did. He got one. I think it might have even been a pink ball test. Um, Gile Wardener. Yeah, he got one. Really? Um, Pakistan 2002. Would that be... Mark Taylor. Yes. Yusuf, Muhammad Yusuf. Are you sure? Uh, I think it was uh, Taylor. uh, It was Yunus Khan got that one. Um, Mark Taylor. No, it was for Pakistan. Oh, Uh, okay. All right. Oh. Mark Taylor, I think, was before 2000. Yep. Yeah. we got 10 and 90 seconds to go. Uh, Hashim Amalai got one. Hashim. Really? Yep. I can't remember that one. We, got, a, we got another Pakistan. He did it in 2002. Um, yeah. We got someone from India in 2016 and someone from New Zealand in 2000. Oh, the New Zealand one would have been McCullum. I watched that game. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know the Indian one. He only played like um um. His surname's the same as one of the guys from the uh, Nair. Nair did it. Oh yeah, he oh. got one. Man, Glenn looked very perplexed over here. Karun Nair, that was him. Yeah. So now we've just got Pakistan oh. in two thousand and two. I was twenty two at the time. You were twelve. So it's a Pakistani player. It was Inzamam. We got it. All right. Oh, our hey! Yay! Yay! A minute yeah. to go. Woo! Me and Glenn really did. That was, that was we, easy. We, we really didn't do anything. <laughs> it's not very often a batsman scores 300 and you don't to, know about I it. I mean, to be fair, yeah, it is pretty hard because yeah. 300s happen very briefly. It's yeah. easy to forget them. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that. The, yeah. the full list going through is... Chris Gale and Savag got two. Lara, Hayden, Mahela Jai Wardner, David Warner, Michael Clark, Inzamamal Huck, Kumar Sangakara, Yunus Khan, Hashim Amla, um, Karun Nair, Azhar Ali, and Brendan McCullum. 14 from 14 in two minutes. I think that I deserves like a round of applause. Whose who's was the best? Uh, it doesn't have... No, not not the screen. Who was the best? Did you see any of those? Oh, who was the best? So yeah. I, well, I personally saw Hayden's. I saw Clark's, Warner's, McCullum's, and I saw one of Savag's, I think. No, Gales. I saw. Oh, sorry, it was against. It was in South Africa. Yeah. Um, I gotta love Michael Clark's one, to be honest. I at knew, the SCG, I knew you'd I'm say a big that. fan of Michael Clark. He was a captain. Um, I was actually at the game for the beginning of his innings. So, <laughs> yeah, they were three for nothing. And he's come out and, yeah, i got to say Clark. And he did it with no bat sticker on his bat. Yeah, and, and then he commanded millions for what? the bat stickers the next game. As you would. Oh, well. well. Um, I think Michael Clark. What about you? What's Hayden. The Hayden. 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 Against, it was against Zimbabwe. It was the last time I ever Might saw. Might as well have been against in Queensland Austra- second In Australia, 11. people run onto the field. Yeah, because it was, it was a record score at the time, I suppose. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Glenn, you got a favourite out of that? Well, I don't know if I saw it, but I'm I'm just going to go Lara because I always it's, it's love Lara. watching him bat. Yeah. <laughs> Except when he's playing against us. Uh, uh. That's not bad. I don't bad. We've got two minutes. We had, it took us two minutes to get those. I'm pretty chuffed with that, and I'm happy I remembered that Cameroon Nair guy because I reckon that would have stuffed us. You guys wouldn't have had a chance with that, I don't think. No. No, I no, wouldn't <laughs> have got it. We're on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do us for another episode. I believe it might be a two-week turnaround for our next one. We've got a bit of a bit of a hiatus, but uh, we'll see how we go. Hope you've enjoyed this one. Um, send in your thoughts on who you think should um, make the test squad and what you think about Elise Perry being 
you know, one of Australia's best in the last 50 years. I think it's pretty much a lock unless you want to get super unrealistic and technical about it. If you just look at her body of work, it's phenomenal. So, um, yeah, let us know what you think. Um, hope you guys I'm, stay I'm safe. I'm glad you said of work. Yes, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was about to, yeah. We nearly got away with it. I was just going to, it was just going to subtly have that, but yeah, you've made it. Yeah, I, I had to pull you up on it. <laughs> so she is Australia's best cricketer in the last 50 years. That's my opinion. And yeah. Sorry, Aaron. That was my opinion as well. Oh, mm-hmm. not right, Aaron. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think that'll do us for another episode. We'll catch you as soon as we're back again. And hope you stay safe. Enjoy. Listen to some of the episodes. And uh, yeah, what plenty of cricket to watch. Bye for now. See you later. Bye. Over. Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy. Interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.